with you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was singing Hairless Whisper. Suzette's even ready for you. Check it out. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 141. Today, we're going to be talking about how not to white screen your WordPress website and all about the updates that typically make that happen. Let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced. I'll <coughs> order with Dave. Dave, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm a software engineer, head geek, and founder at Spectrum Technologies, and I often white screen my development sites. As you're, suppo that's what you're supposed to do that. Exactly, yes. Greg, tell us about yourself. I am Greg Franklin, and I'm a partner with ServerPress, and we make Desktop Server, an application that lets you run locally, and we help people not white screen. They do. Awesome. Robert, what about you? Tell us about uh, yourself. Uh, my name's Robert. I'm a WordPress designer in Vancouver, Canada, where we're having WordCamp Vancouver 2015 uh, on April 15th. And you... Uh, August. Oh, August. sorry. August. <laughs> August 15th. Sorry. <laughs> and we are looking for speakers in August 15th. So go to WordCamp, uh, VancouverWordCamp.org, and you can sign up to be a... Or you can submit a speaker's talk. Nice. Russ. Hi, uh, my name is Chris Lemma. I blog over chrislemma.com. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> hey, he's, he's not here. We need to plug him anyways. Um, my name is Russ. I'm a lead organizer of WordCamp Vegas, and uh, I say white screen it or go home. That's what I say. And when is WordCamp Vegas? Uh, yeah. September 19th and September 20th. You sure it's what? not April? I'm <laughs> very sure it's not April. <laughs> it's not in Christmas? I thought it's Christmas time. It's what not, happened? They moved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is definitely not. Uh, we moved Christmas? Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Next. <laughs> okay. <Sarah. laughs> is that me? Yeah, Sarah, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Sarah Weefald. I'm the production manager at Zeke Interactive, and I learned WordPress by going to meetups and white screening my sites. Awesome. Here you go. Say, white screening, talk about it. And unmute yourself before you speak. <laughs> we can't hear you. Which is how we like it. Because my, my dog was barking, Hi, I'm Say Reed, and I do WordPress stuff, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, um, at Say Reed Media and all the things. We'll get to the white screening part. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> white screening talk. <laughs> Good. Tell us about yourself, Steve. Yes, oh, please. I'm, I'm Steve Zingan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup, and we will be meeting here at my office tonight at 7 p.m. Yay. Awesome. Tonight. 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 Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I am a freelance WordPress professional at Suzette.pro, and I love WordPress, and I white screen plenty of times. It sounds dirty now. <laughs> dirty. White screen plenty of times. I'm, I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker on Twitter and WPMedia.pro is where I blog. I white screen every day. <laughs> so well, Steve, Steve, define what white screening is. Uh, well, I I take white screening as some sort of error is happening, uh, whether it's a, a code error, PHP error, something's gone wrong, and the site just won't render. Typically, I think white screening, though, is, is usually happens in the dashboard. Well, no, that's not, that's not always true. But not always. It, yeah, not always true, but it, it's some, something, your site's just not functioning. 
And Dave said it best. It's er, at the beginning we were talking about white screen. It's okay to white screen if you're in a sandbox on a dev server or a staging server. You just don't want a white screen on your production server. No, that's a bad move. Yeah. <laughs> Did I explain that well? That was very well. Thank you. Um, typically, though, when, and I'm going I'm, to jump and I'm going to get a little developer-y. When I see a white screen or when I see an error, I, I'm typically looking at the PHP error log to see what's going on. But most people, most of our, our viewers, aren't going to have that level of access. So, so let's keep it. Let's keep it. Up, up, let's keep it up here. Or, well, most, so, of our, most of our users compile their own PHP. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think, I think the first thing I do is hit Control-Alt-Delete and just try to un undo everything I, I did. Have you tried turning it off and on again? I did. I did try that. <laughs> Have you tried reformatting your hard drive? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Type this command at C-Prompt. No. <laughs> what's actually really good about um, some of the uh, dedicated hosts uh, for WordPress is that if you uh, um, do white screen on your production server, you can always um, reverse the uh, reverse the changes on uh, uh, and uh, go to a backup. Yeah, That's okay, so before we start saying things like production server as if everyone just has a production server, that's the type of thing that Steve was talking about when he said to keep it up here. So, okay. first of all, we need to talk about, like, what generally white screen stuff. Did you, did you say that already while I was letting my yeah, dog out? I did. So, let's, so okay. I think actually that, that's a good segue to let Greg talk about how you, how you build a sandbox to work in. Greg, well, that was a sandbox. It was a softball. What's a sandbox and how do you work in it? It was a softball. Why do you want one? So the ability to be able to work locally so that you're not touching your live site, as you mentioned, Steve, is really important. And you can do that many ways, one of them using our product, Desktop Server, but you can do it with WAMP or MAMP, any of these type of softwares that are out there that let you run locally so that you can play. You can accidentally do a white screen or have problems and then be able to easily fix them before going to a live site. And so let's, uh, for our audience, okay, you mentioned yeah, there are competitors for desktop server. You can use WAMP, you can use MAMP. Those are most likely too technical for our audience. Yeah, those are not like softwares that you install and suddenly you can like, you have like a set up WordPress, you know, type deal. I have it's the not, power. It's not a one-to-one -one comparison between so desktop you server. You haven't watched or, read any of the marketing though. It's <clears> that's so, all of those things. So it, at, at the beginning of my meetup, I always recommend desktop server because that's the easiest way to set up a local environment where you can play and, and, and work inside of a sandbox where you're not touching your live site. Although, i got to say, I don't actually think that's the easiest way, Greg, not to your, to your detriment or anything. I, desktop server is an easy way, but for people who are not even comfortable installing desktop server, which is still a little notch above, um, the general populace's understanding of tech. Uh, I think if you're talking strict production server, um, I think the best option is probably some sort of hosting that allows you to have a staging site that's pre-set up for you. Right, all right. Done, that's as opposed great. to something that you have to set up locally. And so, so WP Engine has a one-click staging server copy, right? So if you're in, a lot of hosts do this, but if you're hosted at WP Engine, you click a button, they copy your live site, and you have a staging environment. That's a sample. So SiteGround does the same thing for some yep. of its upper levels yep. of its pricing. Yep. And they also, whenever you install a plugin, it says, you, did you already back up your site? Because if you didn't, then go do it and then install the plugin. Then if you white screen, you can roll back to like the version of your site from a few minutes and ago. And it's super easy, super fast, super easy. Um, 
but the only thing that those don't do is that any assets that go like uh, images and such, so uh, um, they actually don't get backed up on uh, on right. like WP Engine and such and because they're so resource intensive. So mm -hmm. it's it's a really good backup, but it's not a one hundred percent backup. So right. I want to talk about this from a philosophical perspective for just a second. <laughs> let's get deep. Let's get deep, guys. Um, so here's the thing: WordPress was not built and is not out of the box built to need a uh, a staging server. Like it is ostensibly not the way that that works. That's extra stuff. Yeah. So I think the point is the idea is the ideal is for WordPress to work and be able to do live updates. So we're all talking about no live updates, none of that stuff, no, no cowboy coding, whatever, which cowboy coding is different because this is just updating plugins. But that's supposed to be able to do it live. And in fact, so much so that it turned it into automatic updates for the minor version. So, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on that? But in the real, you said in the perfect world, and in the real world, we all know that plugins <laughs> that is where not vetted as well. <laughs> And so what happens is you install a plugin and it conflicts with another plugin and there you go. So, so or let's, for let's, example, let's, I let's, sorry, Sarah. Let's back up. Let's back up one minute for our audience and let's talk about what cowboy coding is. It does come into this, yes. I just want to mention that plugins aren't bad because they're called plugins. The plugins are bad because they're written poorly. Okay, but let's talk about that. Cowboy coding is when, like that Bill O'Reilly meme video, you do it live. <laughs> <laughs> on your production server, yes. Making, making a change to your production server without testing it first. That's that's, that's a that's a, a loose live, definition of cowboy coding. Yeah, right? So it really doesn't matter if you test locally using desktop server or, or something like that, or if you use WP Engine's uh, uh, create staging environment. As long as you're not doing that work on your production server, you're doing it off somewhere else, you're testing it somewhere else and making sure that it's going to work before you do it on the live system. So one thing I say in my in our meetups all the time is cowboy coding implies that you're writing code, okay? But I think cowboy coding is just the the, the ability to click that update button, right? It's so I inviting, wanna, isn't I wanna, it? I want to update all my plugins and all of my themes, right? Yeah. But it's an that action. In itself, it's a it, I get, it's supposed to be like that. I get it. I understand. But people I always suggest that you should keep everything updated. But that's yes, I get yes. it. But that in itself is adding new code to your yes, server, and is. I want to I want to be very True. clear about that for our audience. Go ahead, Sarah. So just as an example, when WordPress updated, I forget which version it was now. It, it, I think it may have been one of the late three ones, but it it introduced it, core introduced a new uh, function that I think it was has underscore shortcode mm -hmm. to check whether or not there was a shortcode. And a lot of themes had already kind of started using this, and they had been naming it has shortcode. So I had to un-white screen a site that white screened because all of a sudden it was trying to, ca to call this function twice. So even though theoretically everything should work, it all depends on the combination of things that you have going at the same time, which nobody can test for, which is why you need to test for it. Right, right. which I think is, is kind of the point, because if you're just running WordPress just by itself with none of the add-ons, it, it could in theory just totally be updated and be totally fine. There wouldn't be coding conflicts or anything like that. But it's when you start adding these third-party code sets 
that are written and might have conflicting stuff with other stuff, that's when that becomes an issue. Not in WordPress just isolated, but when it becomes part of that larger ecosystem. I have a question for you guys. So, assuming there's people in our audience who are not developers and maybe they're not comfortable setting up a staging site and they do a lot of cowboy coding, which I think pretty much everybody does as they get started out. Never, Scott. Me? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So yeah, what what? How would you recommend them doing that if they're not comfortable setting up a staging environment? They're, maybe they don't have money to pay a web developer, and they kind of just need to get stuff done and be along with their business. What are some best practices for maybe handling that in an easier way? Back up. So that's, that's all of my clients <laughs> that I work with at the small business development center. That's literally all of my people. So my solution is Vault Press because Vault Press is like a backward sta- staging server, and you pay. The, the, once they introduce the light version, you know, it's five bucks a month, and it's basically you can restore right back to any of the last 30 days. So basically it's a retroactive um, staging server. So if something goes wrong, they can at least just go into their Vault Press dashboard, pick the day that worked, put it all back, and then they, then they can, you know, get some help or figure out what the problem was or address the problem. They're still going to need help, though, because something's still conflicted. Right. That's, they're still that's gonna the want, issue. Yeah, because they're still going to want to upgrade. But at least it won't be white screen, so it unwhite screens it and keeps the business running as opposed to, you know, um, just everything shutting down. So here's what I recommend. With Vault Press, you could do a manual backup, correct? You could just fire off a backup. What, uh, it, you, mean you don't have. Backup? It doesn't have to be an automated backup that happens last on demand, week. basically. It so does. Say, uh, I don't think so. It's all automatic. Okay, but it, it, whether it's Vault Press or WP Engine or, or those, whatever system, what I recommend is before you update anything, before you click that update button, do a backup. Right, do a manual backup so you have a snapshot. And Can I say? The update. Yes, go ahead, Suzanne. Oh, the best the best way to do a quick backup I found, like, because I've used a lot of different things, and I, I'm not a fan of Backup Buddy, but I use Duplicator because it's free and it works really well with desktop server because once you have that Duplicator, it creates a big archive of your whole site, the files and the database, so it does everything. And then you take that zip file that it gives you and then you upload that um, or you import that with desktop server and then you have a copy of your live site. So that's pretty awesome. So let's... I think it's safe to say that if you have something like VaultPress or WP Engine's backups installed, even if you forget to hit backup before you install plugins or update themes and stuff, they do that automatically for you at least once a day. And so yeah, you right. have something to roll back to in an emergency situation. So that's a good way also to just have something that you don't have to do a lot of setup with. Yes, there, and if you have automatic updates turned on and something gets updated without your knowledge, so you, you do have a way to go back. So um, a lot of hosts actually do that moving. the one yeah. day. So let's let's talk let's talk about the flip wait, side of this. You've done. Hold on, wait, no, I want to make one quick point. Uh, you just said the thing about a lot of hosts make backups every day, but it's really important to check that backup because not yes. all hosts make a full backup of all of your images or make a full backup oh. of your database. So yeah. if you're relying on your host as a backup, you really need to check that and make sure you're getting the right files. And, and they, they don't, don't save those backups forever. They don't. You they some hosts will make a backup and they only keep it for 24 hours. So time is yep. of the essence. Yeah. And not all of the backups are usable. 
Right. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Correct. A real problem that I was running into with some, um, like for example, WordPress. I wasn't running into it. It's a theoretical problem that could have happened, uh, which is why I stopped using it. But something like WordPress backup to Dropbox keeps one copy of the backup and then overwrites another copy of the backup. It's not saving all these 30 days of separate backups. So if you, for example, had an automatic update that went through and broke your site, you didn't notice it until after the backup had been made then the backup would have the error in it and you don't have a backup anymore. Yeah, so in, in ID we have, this, we have this idea that it's not a backup until you have two copies of it in two different locations and two totally different like resources all together. So then it's backed up. <laughs> then it's actually backed up, yeah. So if you just have a backup sitting or, you know, like on Dropbox, that's, that's kind of scary. That, that wouldn't be an actual backup. So, okay, let's talk about the flip side, and I think, uh, I can't remember who was going there with this, but okay, you've done all this stuff, you've backed it up, you hit a white screen, you, you now go back to the backup. How do you get out of that white screen situation? Because you're still facing the, the situation, right? There's still, there's still a bug. Well, so, no, with Vault Press, you got there. Yeah, with Vault Press, you can restore the, it'll set your database back, it. it'll put everything it. back, I, and you go back. That's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I've restored it. Yeah. Now so, so now oh. you have to resolve the, the conflict. So one of the things that you can do is that if you can't get into your dashboard and you suspect it may be a plugin, you can actually just go into your FTP and start renaming folders, and then that will be yeah. enough so that, that works. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's that way too technical. It's an FTP, Sarah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. I just meant right. going into FTP and starting rename folders, renaming plugin folders, plug uh, calling folders. them plugin plug folders, folders yeah. specifically. Well, yeah, but what if it's your theme? Well, well, you this we'll thing. You have to know what you were doing. All right, right. time out. Time out. Let's break, let's break this down and, and see if we can get a little organized here. What's oh. the first, what's the first thing you should do? Steve, are you the one who's organizing us? Apparently. What well, Jason's got an echo, so <laughs> I, I had to host today. So, yeah. what, so what's the first thing that you should do? Panic. Panic. <laughs> after you after, <laughs> oh, after after chucked your computer through the window, what's the second thing you should do? Remain, <laughs> rename yeah, WP config. What's that? I agree, with, I agree with Suzette. Bring it. Bring the site down locally, whether you use a desktop server or any of the other local host things, and start working on it from there. Okay. So you'll be working on it locally. See, I honestly think for a lot of people at that point, that's when you have to deal with the professional, and you call WP Site Care or you call Maintain, and you say, help me out with this, because at a certain point, it's worth paying someone. Like, if you're just a DIY user and you really you know, the idea of saying something like pull down a local copy of your site, you, you just start trembling, which is a real thing that happens. Just call someone like that that's trembling. a pre-made support Trembling system. is a real thing that happens? To people <laughs> who yeah, have no idea. We say these words and they're like, I'm I don't just, like, what's um, being okay. on? So yeah. I, have no. a, I have a thing called Geek Street. It's WordPress support. A guy called this weekend and it was simply there was a dot maintenance file and that's the only thing that was restricting him. That's that's the a very good point to what Say was saying is you call somebody who just knows where to go to look. I think that's what yeah. she was getting at. Exactly. And they can generally if it's something like you were updating a plugin and you white screened, it's actually generally a pretty simple process. Like Sarah said, all you have to do is go into your FTP and rename a plugin <laughs> folder, fix the problem. But if you don't know how to do that, that is like climbing Mount Everest. Or you can just call me and I will be happy to look at it for you. Go ahead, Suzette. If you don't have the the level of comfort of your knowledge to get into your FTP and things like that, then this ends at call somebody in. 
Yeah. But if you do, Jace, and Jason will put all of these resources in the show notes because we're talking over each other. Yeah. But if so you first screen all the folders via FTP and then call up somebody for help. That's the order, right? Oh no, we lost. We lost. Say. We 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 must Did have we? pissed her off. I was trying to figure out who we lost. <laughs> she she got dropped. Oh. She'll be back. Right. Um, so, so if you do have a level of comfort, you can go into your FTP and rename plugins in your plugins folder. Yes. And if that doesn't resolve it, then what I found in my various experience of white screening things is that it's usually something I did in functions.php. Yes. yes. Most so of the, whenever I've white screened, it's because I did something stupid in functions.php. Mm -hmm. um, and that will actually um, uh, allow you, um, if you've done something uh, stupid in your theme, you can actually uh, default to uh, default um, theme, and then uh, that will uh, um, allow you to uh, figure out what you did in, in your theme. Um, but also, if you have a, a plugin that's uh, white screening, then um, being able to uh, turn them off and on um, uh, is uh, good as well. This and is why. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> yeah. This, is, you, why, this is why I put everything into a plugin just for this reason is I don't want to have to deal with themes or losing option data or whatever. It, it, you know, if it's, if it's a contact form plugin and it goes wrong, I find another contact form plugin and I move on. I don't have to deal with this kind of white screen stuff, but it does happen. Since we mentioned functions.php, I just wanted to mention really quickly a great plugin that I found. If you don't want to modify your functions.php, you can use a plugin called Code Snippets that allows you to put code. I mean, you could still white screen your site, though, so it's not foolproof, but you can at least put in the code snippets and then enable or disable them by chunk, by snippet. Which yeah, is kind it's of kind of like putting it. It's it's kind of like spinning things out into a plugin, but yes. not because it's yes. all. In it's a good way for testing, but and I wouldn't recommend doing that for production. And it's we should mention also that WP config inside the WP config file, there is a place that you can turn debugging on to true, so that you can see where possibly something has happened. That's a good yes, yeah. That yes. helps to narrow it down a lot. Yeah. But, but, and all of this runs on a web server that you can then go look at the error log if you get this geeky. Get into the error log and see, you know, online blah, 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 you forgot a semicolon. Oh, I should go put a semicolon at the end of all of my sentences. I'm done. Yay, everything's and, fixed. And that's, and, and so let's break this down. I mean, that's most likely what's going on if you're widescreening is there's some sort of PHP error, right? If, it's, if you just turn on a plugin, if you just added a plugin, most likely you've got some sort of naming conflict, right? Meaning a function was declared twice. That's pretty common, right? Or maybe the function has a short tag. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of little things like that that can go wrong, and so that's why having WP debug on will at least give you an indicator of what's going on. But we are getting we are getting kind of techy. Yeah, and to continue the techy theme, I, I like if you don't know where your PHP error log is, you can use uh, WP debug log in your config file. Also, turn that on, and then it'll write those PHP errors to a log file in your WP content directory. Oh, that's fancy. Yep. Why isn't there a solution that if you hit something that kills PHP, it the server will like roll back some of your actions and restore the site? Why is there not like a tool that does that? You can probably write an Apache add-on that would do that for you. 
it seems like a no-brainer. Like, shouldn't it just automatically do that? Like, hey, you just killed everything, so we're going to roll some <laughs> stuff back because the, it couldn't make it any worse, you know? So let's, so let's talk about let's talk about another kind of code error since we've only got a short amount of time, and that is a non-PHP error, a JavaScript conflict, right? So, so two two plugins that use JavaScript, you know, often will 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 have a conflict where you're not necessarily getting white screen, but something has stopped functioning on the front end of your website. Yep. And this yep. actually, that actually happens a lot of the times in themes as well, not yeah, just plugins. Because yeah, they're right. really plugins themes conflicting or with themes. Yeah. Super heavy bloated um, theme forest themes. I get that a lot. Or you get some sort of crazy CSS error. It, it, it's not only that. It's just it's people including their own like jQuery. Like they're using their own date picker, and then you have Gravity Forms. They use their own date picker, and Mailchimp. They use their own date picker, and they just conflict with each other when nobody should use a date picker at all. You know, like it comes. <laughs> it, it just comes down to like you need to know what is happening before you just go and randomly install this plugin, and that's, and that's why you do it like on a development issue. server. Yeah. That's the yeah. issue, though, because you have all of these plugins and themes that are running around the internet, and people are just installing them because they're like, "Oh, cool!" You know, they're just like, "This will work," and then they yeah. install something, and, and they might not even notice right away that it's broken, but there's a conflict later. Or I've even had a lot of plugins lately conflict with the uh, with Jetpack, which is yeah, interesting. that yeah. is a problem. And that's another reason why you should do this kind of work locally with desktop server or an equivalent or on a staging install. So you can push that button and say, see what this does, not on a production server. Or if server. you're not comfortable doing that, then either keep your site super simple and don't use crazy yeah. a lot of plugins. Keep things simple, and then you don't have to worry about all of these updates and conflicts, whatever. Or hire somebody. You, you know, you could also, if you have a white screen, you could just bring it to WordCamp Vancouver, um, and <laughs> we would have a happiness bar there. <laughs> yeah, go to a meetup. That's actually a good suggestion, though. Yeah. Go to a meetup, go to, you know, a, hap a local person, and, you know, if someone, one of us saw at a meetup, you know, your screen, and it's like, you know, the maintenance screen that just needs to be deleted, you know, we'll be like, here, okay, it's gone, you know. That'll be two hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, you know how how many people have seen that tutorial? Oh, just add this to your function file. It's really easy. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah. no, it's not. No, you copy that opening PHP tag and post that, paste that into your functions file, and that's yeah. the problem. Oh yeah, yeah simple things. Yeah, because that never happens. That, wait, wait, Dave. Well, Dave. Dave, you're not allowed to nest PHP open tags? <laughs> oh, dude. Well, actually, you know, again, I don't want to get too technical, but so, not all servers are created equally. So if you that's have true. a short PHP tag that's just yes. the open parens and the question mark without the word, the little PHP, some servers will just choke on that. Yeah, yeah if they're not configured to use short tags. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that that's kill. bad. I and I've seen some plugin authors do that. I've I've had a lot of plugins that have violated that. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, they're and supposed to catch that when they do the review like on it. There's some plugins <laughs> that just don't work on certain hosts also. Uh, one in one has a lot of conflicts with certain plugins and themes and stuff. They're just like, sorry, this theme doesn't work with that host. Which uh, you cut out there, say. What plugin were you talking about? Oh, just there are plugins out Proverbial. there I've used. That say you know we don't work. Are you on a are you on a one in one or a GoDaddy server? Yeah. You know we know it's a conflict. Sorry, they're just silly. <laughs>
one-on-one -on -one uh, or the plug-in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna pass judgment here. No, no, we wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> but so, so when when is uh, WordCamp uh, Vegas again? <laughs> no, no, WordCamp Vancouver is August fifteenth. Okay, thank you. August fifteenth. Okay, thank you. Uh, WordCamp Vegas is September nineteenth and September twentieth, and uh, and uh, the after party is going to be at uh, Papa Roach concert. <laughs> really? I I wish it could, but we don't have enough uh, in the budget. Unless this a really cool sponsor wants to make that happen. And WordCamp LA is the following weekend, which is September twenty sixth. I'm wow. gonna be. Yeah, I was gonna say that. So, so basically. The after party for that will not be at a Papa Roach party. <laughs> because they <laughs> is organizing and it will be awesome. It will not be no, it's, uh, actually, Word Camp LA is going to be at a Nickelback concert. Oh. <laughs> so please, we need speakers for Vancouver. Uh, Word Camp Vancouver, uh, uh, the call for uh, speakers is open right now. We would love any Americans are, are, are welcome. <laughs> just, you know. I've been to work Any in Do we need a passport? Such a great yes, town. you need a passport. It's really fun. Sorry, but it's a it's a great city in August it and is. tons of fun. Vancouver and is a love having you. It is a fantastic city. They you have know? like coffee shops everywhere, little twenty four hour coffee shops, and people just hang in them and stuff all day. It's like awesome. Mm -hmm. And that is about it for today. Make sure you go to our website, dpwatercooler.com, and click on the links there. You can also hit the subscribe buttons there, too. If you just want to listen to us as a podcast, you can go into iTunes and subscribe there. Thank you very much for all of you for being on the show today, and you have a good rest of your day. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.